0: I've been studying the various meanings of the word humanist and humanism over the centuries. In my last talk, I discussed the early use of humanist. Now I shall discuss the early use of humanism. As I said at the end of my last talk, this word was first used during the Enlightenment in Germany. In the 18th century, there was much discussion and debate about education. In 1774, a German reformer called Johann Bernhard Basador founded a school based on the progressive ideas of Jean-Jacques Rousseau, which he called the Philanthropinum, and whose practical and vocational theory of education he called Philanthropinism. In reaction, the defenders of traditional education, based on the study of Latin and Greek and of Christian religion, called their theory humanism. The first appearance of the word in print was in a book by the Bavarian educationist Friedrich Emanuel Niethammer, which was published in 1808, and which discussed the quarrel between philanthropism and humanism, humanismus in German. Neathammer argued that educational humanism should be the basis of a wider social humanism, and alleged that the opposing ideas of educational philanthropism amounted to what he called animalism. This view became widespread, and humanism was soon adopted in Germany and then in other countries to mean traditional education for the intellectual elite based on classical studies and Christian doctrine with the implicit or explicit assumption that such studies are more human or humane than scientific or technical studies which were then described as realism and which have been widely considered to be in some way inferior or limited. Like humanist, humanism soon acquired a wider general meaning of interest in human affairs. But in the mid-19th century, both humanist and humanism began to be used in a special historical sense, relating back to the time when humanist was first used. Several historians, first in Germany and then in other countries, argued that the dominant characteristic of the cultural movement among artists and scholars in Italy during the 15th century was a rebirth of the ideas of ancient Greece and Rome, and they accordingly named the movement the Renaissance. Since the art of the Renaissance concentrated on the human figure and the scholarship of the Renaissance concentrated on human studies, they described its spirit as humanism, although the word hadn't existed at the time, and they called its practitioners humanists, whether or not they had been called that at the time. This sense of humanism has been used by historians ever since as a label for what is considered characteristic of the Renaissance. It has also been used as a label for the similar earlier ideas in classical times and in the Middle Ages, and for similar later ideas in the Enlightenment, though it wasn't used at those times either. Indeed, the Enlightenment itself is yet another term which was invented after the event and retrospectively applied to the intellectual movement of the 18th century, although it too wasn't used at the time. Historians of ideas who try to make things simpler often make them more complicated, Humanism has continued to be used in the general sense of a concentration on human concerns in art and literature, philosophy and religion, or in wider senses of humanness or humaneness, as well as in education. The people in schools and universities who study the so-called humanities are often called humanists, and their work is often called humanism. But during the 19th and 20th centuries, humanism was used in other special senses for new ideas about philosophy and religion.